And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Saskatchewan pulse growers face more tariffs from India. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesas.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. More bad news for Saskatchewan pulse growers. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst Neil Townsend says India has imposed a 30% tariff on lentils and desi chickpeas. Earlier this fall, India placed a 50% tariff on peas. Well, I think uh, pulses are very interesting right now. We just got word overnight that um, India has imposed a 30% uh, tariff on lentils and desi chickpeas. Um, I think you know, this is another kind of kick to the gut for Canada. Um, It's very, uh, uh, you know, Indian policy is opaque and hard to understand at all times. But right now, for sure, their their main purpose seems to be uh, income support for farmers and not food security for, you know, urban and and rural uh, people who need food assistance. Um, And then the thing is, I'd say that, you know, uh, when we go out to the prairies, you know, after the imposition of the P tariff, a 50% tariff, and we were talking to farmers, and a lot of farmers were kind of indicating, well, you know, I'm still going to keep my rotation. I'm going to plant as many lentils as I was going to plant, you know, last year or previously in my plants. I think that, you know, farmers really need to look at uh, cost of production and profit per acre and those kinds of things and, and maybe think about scaling back on some of the pulse crops just because this is, as long as the Indians kind of persist in this, you know, it's going to be a struggle for the remainder of um, 17-18 and well into 18-19. We, we might not see a, a real recovery in the demand base uh, offshore, like in other words, India buying more until the 1920 marketing year. So you're going to have to be very patient on that front if you're waiting to sell when demand is at the maximum. I mean, there's other countries that, you know, demand this stuff. They've been relatively quiet. I mean, I think that they're going to buy at some point, but it's just going to be a hard road to recover uh, lentil prices or red lentil prices, you know, into the mid-20s. That, that That's just, that's going to be a real hard struggle in the remainder of this year. So, you know, I think right now the prices went to no bid because just too much uncertainty and companies have to sort it out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not a, not a good situation. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. The Canadian Transportation Agency says both railways have exceeded their maximum grain revenue entitlements for the 2016-17 crop year. CN's grain revenue of $808.2 million was nearly $5.8 million above its volume-based entitlement. CP Rail was close to $1.1 million above its entitlement of $725.4 million. Both railways have 30 days to pay the amount they exceeded their cap, plus a 5% penalty. That penalty works out to nearly $289,000 for CN Rail and about $54,000 for CP Rail. All of the money will go to the Western Grains Research Foundation for farmer-led research. The Canadian Transportation Agency also reports 43.2 million metric tons of Western grain were shipped by the two main railways last crop year. That's a 6.9% increase from the previous year. Regina-based AGT Food and Ingredients has reached a 20-year agreement for terminal services at the Port of Vancouver. The long-term agreement will see Fibrico build an agri-products export terminal facility at Vancouver. 
The terminal will include storage capacity of 43,000 tons, unit train rail capacity, and a new shiploader. AGT will pay Fibroco for the terminal service access and additional services for the guaranteed throughput of agricultural commodities at the Agri-Products facility. AGT Food in, is based in Regina with operations in Beachy, Rosetown, Milestone, Aberdeen, Assiniboia, Wilkie, Dinsmore, Eston, Lucky Lake, and Laporte and other locations around the world. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. This year's record dry weather in southern Saskatchewan is being called the second biggest weather story in Canada in 2017. Environment Canada senior climatologist David Phillips says the severe dryness and wildfires in B.C. is the top weather story, followed by the record in this province. Well, it was truly a remarkable situation that we had. It was just almost as if, uh, Jim, there was a dome put over um, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and and parts of of, uh, British Columbia in terms of just keeping any rain out and and keeping um, the heat in. And it just got warmer, and it was what I called the big heat and the big dry, particularly the dry. I mean, you look in the epicenter for this drought was probably from from uh, from Regina to uh, Moose Jaw to Swift Current. I mean, we saw, like for example, Regina in the in the year uh, which ended the growing season. We saw the driest year on record. I mean, records go back to the 1870s. Um, you know, you can't. See, I mean, the worst, the driest other growing season we had was still 20% wetter than what we saw this year. I mean, truly remarkable in terms of the amount of, of warmth. Uh, was also, it was up high. Uh, we saw in some areas, Calgary, for example, had their warmest summer, May to August, on record. So it was just a lot of heat. Uh, we saw, I, I, what shocked me, though, Jim, was that there was any crop to harvest. We know that farmers and growers were harvesting crop of 2016 in 2017, kind of delayed them from getting the seed in. And then the fact that there was any uh, crop at all, given that, that stress of heat and, 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 and dryness, uh, was truly remarkable. And a credit to growers that they could do that. We saw a lot of cattle, uh, particularly in around lakes that were salty lakes, that died from uh, salt poisoning and also from uh, dehydration. Uh, it, was, it was tough. Uh, and we even saw in Regina, in the city, that we uh, we saw that you know sometimes when it gets so dry, the ground shifts, and we saw a lot of power meter box fires in um, uh, in the summer. And uh, uh, the only good news, I guess, is that because it was so dry, there weren't many mosquitoes. But that was a very small comfort for a very challenging year for for prairie agriculture. What was the number one story? Well, the number one story, somewhat related for different reasons, what we saw was in British Columbia the wildfire. It was the the longest fire, a wildfire season on record, a, a season that sometimes measures a month in there. They went off two and a half months from the early July to the middle of September. And really, Jim, the most surprising thing for me was I, I've been in this business 50 years, and I saw a remarkable turnaround. We went from the wettest spring on record. I mean, forest firefighters in British Columbia were helping bag 
bagging and baling and helping people with flood situations in the spring. Then it was almost like the faucet was turned off, and what we saw was the driest summer on record, a sort of a continuation of what we saw in um, in the in the western prairies. And uh, they saw it there. I mean, Kamloops, Kelowna get you know they had nine millimeters of rain during the summer. Uh, they normally would get ninety-five millimeters of rain. So it was just so dry. Uh, you know, uh, you had fifty thousand people had to be evacuated. The military was in there. The Mounties were in there in droves, and a lot of evacuations, as they say. And it cost over a half a billion dollars to fight the fires. And then that doesn't even count the cost of people's property or goods being destroyed by those wildfires. And David, what was story number three? Well, number three was we had in eastern Canada, we had some pretty uh, wet situations in the spring. The wettest spring in Montreal and Ottawa, we saw a lot of snow that didn't melt and then and it was hanging around. And then we saw a lot of April showers, May showers, and then it ended up with just a monstrous kind of flooding with st- uh, states of emergency declared in a dozen or so communities. And again, a lot of military came out to help and, uh, and, and it was really a big blow to a lot of uh, homeowners and of course farmers were were impacted because they were they just couldn't get onto their fields uh, it they were always behind until the until the September two or three weeks behind in everything and they finally made it up because there was some pretty good harvest weather in September and uh, and that helped it but certainly the impact there was um, because of of huge costs and and because of just enormous amount of uh, river flow uh, it was a record in fact, the highest uh, spring flooding in 55 years in parts of Quebec. Uh, it was just, again, too much water. If we somehow could have, have, have combined the, uh, the, what happened in Saskatchewan and, and uh, Ontario, Quebec, well, we would have had closer to normal conditions. It just didn't happen that way. David Phillips is the senior climatologist at Environment Canada. The head of Ipsos Public Affairs says an aging population will be looking for healthier food choices in the next decade or two. Daryl Bricker believes that will open up more market opportunities for crops grown in Western Canada. It's older people who are trying to manage a healthy lifestyle, looking at different types of food options to help them do that. Uh, You know, diabetes is going to become a a huge problem in Canada. It already is a huge problem in Canada. Uh, You know, pulses are the sorts of things that people who are on diabetic diets need to take more and more of a look at. So I actually think that those particular categories of, uh, of food are actually going to be in very high demand. Bricker will be one of the featured speakers at Cropsphere to be held January 9th and 10th in Saskatoon. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading this morning. Canola fell 270 at 467.94. Flax declined $9 at 463.68. Oats went down $1.66 at 152.11. Number one red spring wheat dropped $1.89 at 236.07. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 267.46. Feed barley, 174.63. Yellow peas, 237.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up one cent at 618 and three quarter cents a bushel. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 19th. No cattle sale here this week. Last week's sale was mostly butcher cows and bulls. The calf and yearling run is over until next year, January 8th. It starts again. D1 and 2 cows are up a dime, 80 to 90 cents for the most part. A few high yielders fetched a few cents more. D3 cows were 70 to 80 cents. Canner cows, 50 to 70 cents. Butcher bulls were up too and sold mostly from a dollar a pound to a dollar ten a pound, with some bringing as high as a dollar thirteen. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting and wishing everyone. A very Merry Christmas. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 130 to 147 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 7,900 heads, selling in a range of 131 to 145 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up 27 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2842. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.64 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets found some modest support in the midweek trade with regional negotiated prices up 20 to 35 cents for U.S. 100 weight. Tomorrow, the USDA will release the latest Hogs and Pigs Report survey results, which provide the best measure of animal inventory. The average of estimate of surveyed respondents pegged the growth of the breeding herd and market animals at 1 and 2 percent, respectively. These estimates are close to what the market hog inventory has been running at over the last several weeks. But there is some debate about whether U.S. producers are on the verge of another step up in production. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. 20 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Cloudy skies, 30% chance of light snow late this afternoon. The high today, minus 7 with the wind chill, minus 25. Tonight, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Wind becoming northwest, 30 gusting to 50 tonight. The low, minus 14. The wind chill, minus 25. Friday, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. Wind northwest, 30 gusting to 50. The high, minus 10. The wind chill, minus 25. The low, minus 14. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 11. The low, minus 24. Sunday, Christmas Eve, sunny skies. The high, minus 20. The low, minus 28. Monday, Christmas Day, sunny skies. The high, minus 25. The low, minus 29. Tuesday, Boxing Day, sunny skies. The high, minus 23. The low, minus 27. Wednesday, sunny skies, the high, minus 23. Normal high is minus 10, the normal low, minus 21. The sun rose at 8.57 this morning. It sets at 4.57 tonight. Around the province, Estevan, minus 16. Saskatoon and Swift Current, both minus 11. Weyburn, minus 13. Yorkton is minus 14. In Regina, cloudy, minus 11. That's 12 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 16, gusting to 29, giving a wind chill right now of minus 18. Humidity is 82%. The barometer is dropping 102.2. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 9. Winds are from the southwest 39, gusting to 48. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 11. That's 12 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.